sixth step says we were entirely ready to have God remove these defects of character. So what that involves is acceptance. Okay, I have all this junk. I have all these moldy things. You know, I've cleaned out the basement, and I'm not hanging on to these things anymore. Usually we would repack them and say, oh, my gosh, you know, I can't get rid of that. I've had it for so long. Uh, or well, I might be able to use that someday. Have you ever been cleaning something out, and, and you're thinking about throwing something away, and you're thinking, you know what? I might need that sometime. Unfortunately, not enough, which leads to a problem. I, I, think, that, I, think, that's, I think they call it pack rat uh, <laughs> in my case. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the idea is is if we haven't touched it in five years, right? what's the chances are that we're ever going to need that? Yeah. I can share a little bit of a story out of my own past. My father hung on to most everything, and we would – so did my grandparents, his parents. So every now and then he would have an idea that we were going to clean up the basement. And I specifically remember one day – picking something up and I was going to take it over. And he says, what are you doing with that? And I says, well, I'm going to put it in the garbage can. I'm going to throw it away. It's been here forever. He said, put that back. You go to the store and try to find one of those. And I said, nobody's needed this in 40 years. It has no purpose. I didn't say that. I was thinking to myself, uh, however, give me a reason we hold on to those things. Man, Man I mean, I, I I can't throw away these these television tubes because you can't get those anymore. Well, there's a reason. Yes, because there are no televisions to put those tubes in. Mm-hmm. So in the same way, we hold on to those character defects. We hold on to maybe eating too many Twinkies because we don't, we don't want to. We'll start tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And again, like you and I have talked about, tomorrow is one of the most dangerous words in the English language. So we became ready to let these things go. All right? No matter how comfortable or familiar they were, we were willing to let them go. And that involves acceptance. That involves making wise mind choices. A wise mind choice necessarily isn't an easy one or one without pain. So then what we do in the seventh step, we humbly ask the Creator to remove our shortcomings because Mike sometimes we just can't let them go. We have to have we need an assist. We can't we can't do this by ourselves. How did our way work? How did our way work? If we're at this point in our lives, our way didn't work. That's a bit of a humbling experience, isn't it? Absolutely. Have you ever tried and tried and tried to maybe make some type of a production work and you were sure that you were just going to force your way through, bull your way through, and somebody came up to you and said, hey, Mike, do you think you might want to perhaps try this way? Especially in, in, in a world like that, I, you know, you try to be open and have that wise mind and be open to something that will make it better. So we try, we try, we attempt to have that beginner's mind, mm-hmm. to be open to possibilities, to and, be aware. And it's so hard to apply that to your life because you can think, I've been living my life for this long, I think I know how to live my life, but that's the part that's broken. So actually, most people believe that the fourth and fifth step are the most important steps Mm -hmm. of 12-step recovery. Uh, Bill Wilson himself, who was one of the uh, co-writers of the book, he was one of the writers, and helped uh, form Alcoholics Anonymous with Dr. Bob Smith, uh, said on more than one occasion that actually it was the sixth and the seventh step that was the most important because labeling and identifying these shortcomings and character defects and expressing them to someone doesn't get rid of them. 
you still have them. And the sixth and seventh step is when you're letting them go. So it's okay to identify them, but if you don't let them go, you still have them. So the idea is to, to let them go. Now, the eighth and ninth step is where most people want to go immediately in their lives. They always want to tell people right away, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. I want to, I want to make amends. It's like, let's say you stop doing some abhorrent behavior or something that doesn't get you anywhere or something that really offends other people. You know, when you stop it, you want to be recognized for it. You want to tell them you're sorry right away. It's like, hey, you know, I've, I've, look what I've done for you. The selfishness and self-centeredness is still there. Where's the, where's the party? You know, my gosh, I stopped this morning. Why, why are you still angry with me? Why, where's the part, where's the parade? Where's, where's the cake? Where's the hugs? Where's the, oh, I'm so proud of you. Where's the, where's the headlines? Ellermeyer, sober at last. What, what, what does that happen? Tell me, give me a reason that I should be rewarded for doing something I should have been doing all along. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I'm treating people with courtesy and respect. I should be applauded for that. It's, it's, that's, that's, should be the uh, rule rather than rather than any exception. Something that the majority of us have figured out long ago. The eighth step is made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Okay? So usually what we do is we go to our four-step list to the resentments, the fears, and the sex, and we identify those people. Now there's other going to be other people who uh, will be on that list, and this is a thoughtful type of process. This isn't something that you do in an afternoon. So normally when you start to think of these things and do some insightful introspection, things will come up from the past in the night, in the afternoon. Did, did you ever think of a problem? Did you ever try to work something out? Maybe the next day when you're uh, playing pinball or doing some, shining your shoes, a thought comes to you? Absolutely. Uh, driving is usually when this happens. It's when we're, it's when we're not focusing so hard mm -hmm. on, a, on a particular topic. So after we have that list, then we want to make amends. And this is where most people want to go immediately. And it says, may direct amends to such people wherever possible. And this is really important here, except when to do so would injure them or others. So let's take the second part of that first except when to do so would injure them or others. Uh, you have no right to interfere with another person's happiness or welfare. So let's say that, uh, let's say I'd use someone shamelessly in the past, okay? And I get into 12-step recovery, I want to make amends, and I go to my sponsor, the person who's mentoring me, and I say, uh, you know, I, I, need to, I need to see this person. And they say, okay, tell me, tell me more about this situation. What do you know about this person today? Well, uh, I did some research and I found out that, gee, they're happily married. Maybe they have children, have a nice job in another city, uh, blah, blah. And my sponsor would say to me, how dare you go ruin their life? How dare you go reopen those wounds? I won't, I won't permit that. I won't permit you to do that, except when to do so would injure them or others. So it's up to you to make these type of living amends. Your sponsor will work out something else for you to make things right with the universe, okay? So let me give you a, let me give you a little, uh, for instance, let's say that I had used you shamelessly in the past, and I came to you with a sincere and willing heart to make things right with you. And you pick up a baseball bat and drive me out of Beachview. 
Would that have men's have worked? No, probably not. Okay. This is what 99.9% of folks' perception is. Simply because you did not accept, simply because you did not accept my amends doesn't mean there that I went, I didn't have a sincere apology. I, this is me cleaning up my side of the street. I went there with a sincere and willing heart to make things right with you. Simply because you did not accept it doesn't mean that that didn't work. Mm -hmm. That's your issue, not mine. I went there with a sincere and willing heart. And this is where most people want to go immediately. We want to make things right. However, most of the time what we have to do is we make living amends because maybe some people aren't with us anymore. All right, and there's many different ways to do that. Reading letters, uh, it is at a a cemetery, whatever. But most of it is living amends. And I'll I'll share something personal with you out of my own life. My mother was the last friend I had, the last friend I had. And she wasn't very happy with me at all. However, she never deserted me. So is there any diamond rings that I could have given her? Is there any trips around the world? Uh, Is there any fur coats that I could have given her and said, okay, mom, we're square. Everything's good. The slate's clean. No. Okay, what I the only thing that I could do is make living amends with that person. That means getting up every day and doing the next right thing, practicing these principles in all my affairs, staying clean and sober, treating people with courtesy and respect, not only her, but everyone and particularly myself to do the next right thing. That's what's called living amends. Step nine is the end of the action steps. And some of these we have to repeat on a, on a daily basis, okay? So steps four through nine are the action steps. Action. I hope you hear that word again, action. It's actually acting your way into thinking right. Very difficult to think your way into acting right. So f- there's over a 100 12-step related behavioral change groups. So my suggestion is that if you have a particular issue in your life, uh, it doesn't have to involve drugs or alcohol or gambling or any of the other, those type of so-called vices or addictions. This is about behavioral change. This is about learning about yourself. Get reacquainted with yourself and find out that you're a good person and find out that you do have worth. So I hope that you Stay tuned for next week's podcast, which will involve the last three steps, which are called maintenance steps. Uh, my friends, you're all worth. You're all worth every good thing in this world. However, it takes action and effort to achieve them. I mean, at the end of every podcast, we give a free prescription: fruits, nuts, and vegetables. Unplug your television and take up fishing. And for a truly mindful experience, we suggest that you fish without bait. Do a kindness for yourself. Do a kindness for another. Forgive yourself. Forgive another. Till all are free, none are free. Namaste. Please check out our website at fishingwithoutfaith.com where you can listen to the show, comment on our discussions, and find out where you can subscribe to our podcast. If you're interested in flying the colors of Fishing Without Bait, click the shop icon on our website We have clothing, mugs, cell phone cases, and so much more. Show the world that you fish without bait. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at sorgatronmedia.com.